gliding shapes that violate every law of nature. It's the Horror Foria Podcast. Hi, can I help you? John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It is, uh, what, today's Tuesday, July 23rd. I'm John Richards. Yeah, and Andy Gilly here. Yeah, uh, episode number 21. And uh, before we get to that, Andy, uh, sorry for your loss. Your, your grandmother passed away. She did, yep. Uh, funerals yesterday. That's why things have been kind of uh, messed up lately. We haven't been getting to the uh, Friday episode, but uh, well, I appreciate that. Thank absolutely. you very much. And, uh, yeah, thoughts going out to your family, but uh, we on. will continue on. So I just wanted to mention it out there. But uh, yeah, we continue on episode number 21. Horror movie news. Right. What we got? Yeah, we not a whole lot going on this week, but uh, the new Saw movie we discussed is getting an earlier release than expected. Uh, Chris Rock's inspired Saw movie starring both he and Samuel L. Jackson is slated for a May 15th, 2020 release now. Interesting. So, it was supposed yeah. to be in October, wasn't it? supposed it? to be in October, yeah. Rumored that the release would be in October of 2020, so they moved that up, and we're going to be able to see it May 15th, 2020 now. So uh, interesting there. Uh, it chapter two full trailer release this week or last week, I guess that was. We put it up on the Horror for you, uh, uh website. Uh, sequel to the top grossing horror movie of all time releases September sixth. Set twenty seven years after the first movie, and the trailer had some some new looks at Pennywise the clown and uh, the grown up versions of the Losers Club. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if you got to watch it or not. But, I, I did. I, yeah. I actually got the vibe that. I didn't think Pennywise could get more creepy, yeah, but he I'm, did in this movie, or he seems that way I, in this movie. I agree. I think they're they're really doing a pretty good job look, making him uh, look pretty scary there. Um, I and again, I I don't really know what's going on in New Chapter Two. I haven't read the book, and I didn't really see the uh, the miniseries, so uh, I guess it'd be interesting for me. It'll be kind of a surprise. I think it's exactly the same that happens. I mean, I, I know it's yeah. not going to be a shot for shot movie no, but, but the way they did the miniseries is they kind of intertwined the two stories of the kids right. and the adults and it would it would flash back that's why it was a miniseries like okay. what they did with the movie is all the, the the kids perspective and then the second movie obviously is 27 years later when they're adults right right so uh so we'll see how it goes it looks uh looks like it'll be pretty i know a lot of people that are very excited about it so uh i'll probably get to check that one out in theater Unlike uh, Midsummer, which I did not get Bummer. to see, <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Yeah, not in the theater here in uh, in, in our town anymore. When I went to see it, uh, uh, well, this this weekend I tried to see it, uh, and it was not there anymore. Not there. It was uh, I forget what was in the what's in the theater right now. Well, I have no it's idea. Like, uh, Lion King. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. the big one. There's in are like three getting, theaters. Are you getting tempted to start reading some of the synopsis yet? For for midsummer, for midsummer, eh? I I still haven't. Yeah, I guess you know what? I I think we're we're just gonna have to do uh you know DVD releases and yeah. when when it comes to home theater, that's really the only way you and I watch movies. That's absolutely I don't right. ever go to the theater, no. so it's a really weird thing for me to go to theater anyway. Uh, I I am tempted, but uh, I really do kind of want to keep that spoiler free. And and they're coming out pretty quick. I mean, Ma's uh, almost out already, and that was I just saw that in theater a couple weeks ago. Is that next Uh, week? That's well, no, it's it's in the I want to say it's like August sixth or tenth or something like that. So, uh, beginning of August, Ma is coming out already. I would expect to see Midsummer. DVD around like October probably. That'd be great, perfect. Uh, yeah. Like depending on how long it's in the theater, obviously. But I even that though I hadn't seen it, it just looks amazing. Yeah, it looks really great, and I'm really excited to see it. So, not a lot else going on. Scary stories to tell in the dark, and the shark movie 47 meters down on cage releasing in a few weeks. 
those are the only big uh, big ones coming out. And no, it's not even a big one, but those are the only ones really coming out in August. The next big horror movie is uh, It Chapter Two on September six. So uh, I do have to call you out on something before we get to trivia. What we, what um, I do? Last week it was full of. I guess it was kind of full of bungles. I I. Um, mistook uh, Joss Whedon for J.J. Abrams, uh, whose first movie is the one, J.J. Abrams' first movie is the one I'm going to talk about today, Night Beast. He did some of the music. Uh, but I think you called Joss Whedon Josh Whedon a few times. It's my speech <laughs> and, impediment. Is, is that what it is? That's okay. what it is. It's just, there's no H, you know, and, and I'm sure you know that. No, I Joss. Just, uh, Joss. <laughs> there you go. Whedon. That's, that's how it is. Sorry, uh, Joss. Trivia. Josh. Got one? <laughs> I do. You talked about uh, last weekend's Comic-Con in San Diego. It was now announced that one of my favorite TV shows will be coming to the big screen in 2020. What show is it? And which popular character will be making their return? Hmm. Um, Blade? That is coming out again. That is a TV show. Yeah, okay. It's not a Marvel movie. Ah, okay. Think think about a popular horror franchise. That's got Chucky. I think there's no, 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 a, no that's a TV show. That's yeah. oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I don't know. Clearly, I'm not thinking this. This The year. Walking Dead. Oh, really? Yes. Rick wow. Grimes, Andrew. Oh, Lincoln, yeah. I heard about this. They're making a movie out of it. Okay. The focus following what happens after his exit of the oh, show, right. and I believe I read they're making three movies really? all the way up until his end. Really of the comic. interesting. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I guess I uh, I heard about that. I saw um, I saw something about that. So that's interesting. Uh, my trivia question concerns. Um, well, we're going to talk about a, a trauma film today, uh, Night <laughs> Beast. Uh, a lot of rising stars have been in trauma films. J.J. Abrams did the music for Night Beast, as we said. Uh, and you'll find a lot of familiar names in the, in the credits of some of these movies. My first exposure to trauma was a 1984 film called The Toxic Avenger. Remember yes, that one? I uh, Toxic Avenger had a pretty big star in it, and she was billed as Girl in the Locker Room. I, I doubt anybody's going to really know this one, but uh, any idea who Girl in the Locker Room in, in Toxic Avenger might have been? Okay, so I know they're based out of New York. Uh-huh. Um, so it's got to be somebody from New York. It's yeah, got to be a be. famous person from New York. Mm, I don't know if you'd think of her as from New York. Okay. I, I, J-Lo. It's, I don't know. It, it's good. Good. Get, actually, uh, hmm. I want to say that. No, it was uh, Carmen Electra who was in one of the Trump films. But oh, uh, Marissa from, Marissa Tomei was the girl in the locker room. Yeah, she's uh, in, from in, New in York Toxic or Avenger. Jersey or something like Is that. Is she? Marissa Tomei? Yeah, I, I think I you're right. I think that. she's from New Jersey. Yeah. Girl in the Locker Room in Toxic Avenger, Marissa Tomei. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that movie as a kid. I, I did too. That did, was great. Well, I watched them all, actually. <laughs> have you seen it like since, like as an no, adult? No, I haven't. I don't think I would like it. Now. Yeah, I'm afraid to watch it because it just, yeah, it might uh, wreck what I thought of it back then. So. Oh, we started digging through some of the archives. And again, this is another week where we're going kind of underground a little bit i think so yeah we, we had to like i said couldn't couldn't catch uh, midsummer in time got out of the theater so uh, i had to I had to watch some uh some some old ones yeah so. and i'm so busy here at the radio station i don't get a chance to right. get to the well you had the festival but, and everything too but right? we love we love shutter we love amazon yep. prime hulu and netflix so they've got plenty of us to review watch and review so what do you have today definitely uh, i'm going to talk about night beast today mm-hmm. uh which is on shutter i believe Ooh, nice. I believe you can watch that on Shutter. It's also Vinegar Syndrome just did a uh, you know a re- remake of it. They did uh, 
I think it's a 2K release of, of Night Beast. They um, upscaled it or whatever, and uh, I haven't seen that version. I, I, actually, I think the, the version on Shudder is the uh, the Vinegar Syndrome restoration of it. Probably is. Um, it still, I mean, doesn't look great, but uh, I, I think they did what, what they could with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it was a Troma Films movie. That says something right there. Alien Spaceship uh, it opens the movie, uh, probably okay effects for 1982. It gets hit by an asteroid and crashes, and then this beast comes out and attacks some people in, in the small town that it crashes in. Uh, there's a uh, county sheriff who rounds up like a posse of uh, people, which includes this female deputy named Lisa and some random guy from the town named Jamie. He tracks down the uh, alien. They have a protracted gunfight, which involves them shooting revolvers and shotguns at the alien who shoots at them with a disintegrator ray. And uh, then he and he, uh, you know, he dis- disintegrates a lot of the town folk in this uh, in this gunfight in the process. <laughs> uh, and they begin uh, evacuating the town. Everybody leaves except for the mayor, who's having a really strange pool party with a lot of 80s bikini-clad guests. Uh, he's expecting the governor and doesn't want the gu- this pool party to get uh, messed up with the governor. Um, there's also this town bully named Drago. I don't know what he- his purpose is in it. He strangles his girlfriend in, in like a strange subplot. I don't even know why he's in it. I guess they had to have more victims or something or some, <laughs> some, some way to fill time. Shock value. Right. Uh, the the mayor, who who's all wasted with his secretary, uh, hasn't evacuated. Uh, these two actually end up getting the best kills from the alien. Um, there's some okay practical effects uh, involved in the secretary's death. Um, mayor's beheading looks like uh, paper mache head. It's not that great. Uh, Henry reports portrait of a serial killer had a, that beheading with Otis only four years later, and that looked a lot better. I heard that head cost seven hundred fifty bucks though, and that's probably the sizable portion of Night Beast budget, so I guess it had to be a paper mache head. Um, they get the idea to electrocute the Night Beast, uh, and of course the wires come apart, so some local guy, I think it might have been actually this Jamie guy, sacrifices himself by getting zapped to kill the Night Beast, and that's how it ends. Oh, so, spoiler <laughs> so, alert from 1982. I don't think we right, needed to throw it up there. Pro- probably not, <laughs> but... Uh, Few things. Uh, first of all, a significant portion of the time that the uh, the night beast, who's really is, when he's running around, is during the day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why it's called night beast. <laughs> I didn't really get that. Weird. And there's like a lot of. There's actually, you know, you and I were talking about this, and I think you're going to talk about it maybe today. Like I horror am. movies that are in the daytime. Yeah. And actually present an effective, uh, you know, effective scares in the daytime. Right? When done right, it's right. more disturbing. It me. can be. It can be. I don't know that Night Beast pulled that off, but uh, I don't know why. He's, so I don't know why he's a Night Beast because he runs around the day all the time, and he's not a beast. Like I said, he's he's really an alien. <laughs> so I'm not sure why why this is called That's Night it. Beast. But hey, the spaceship and alien effects were were pretty good. Uh, the alien is like a sinister Admiral Akbar from Star Wars, maybe like Louis Gossett Jr.'s Drac from Enemy mine remember that movie i, I do remember yeah it's kind played. of a cross between those two uh obviously he's not happy to be stuck on earth i don't know why he would just get out of his ship and start killing people that's never really explained like my car broke down in weston once i didn't go disintegrate anyone there <laughs> i'm not <laughs> sure like what. no I, I mean i was upset about my car maybe that's it he's really uh, really mad about his uh ship Pay being my, damaged the hood of my car and that's it <laughs> it's like 20 light years from where he wants to be and he's stuck on this planet there's really no motivation given for why he's so hostile, but he, you know, he's obviously uh, an advanced uh, 
life form. He's got a spaceship. He's traveled to Earth. He's got better technology than us, but he's also really angry at us. So. Maybe it's like being stuck in a, a really terrible part of town and you're just angry about that it's like i don't want to be be, stuck here i don't want to be here exactly i just yeah i'm not sure why like i would be looking for a napa or something like that to (laughs) fix my car fix my spaceship like you know et was trying to get home right he didn't go disintegrate everybody and he did get home so reese's pieces yeah you know that's really the way to behave if your uh spaceship crashes on earth that's that's a much town man be nice yeah much better way to get back to wherever you're going is 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 to be nice nice to human beings i think we can try to help you You just start disintegrating people and you end up uh, getting zapped by it by the human beings so i don't know that that's never really explored as to why why they never really give a motivation they don't it's not like he has a big soliloquy he doesn't talk or anything like that uh he just his his actions are mostly killing people in the ah. movies so um and like I said, the spaceship and alien effects are okay. I think they used a significant portion of the budget to do the like first maybe 30 seconds of the film where they show his spaceship crashing. Ah, okay. And it's okay. I mean, it, even for 19 I mean for 1982 it's not bad spaceship effects, I, I got to say. I think they got somebody who who had some experience in sci-fi or something like that do to do these effects. Do you think maybe they they took the inspiration from Alien and just because they didn't have the budget they were trying to lean towards that? That could have been. I I think that there's a lot of things in this movie that I think are just uh, I I think Troma in a lot of ways did that they they were like hey what can we bank on here what can we make some money off of Mm -hmm. and well we can have this alien (laughs) you know aliens are hot right now they just came up yeah that could be I mean that could very well be that uh, they just kind of wanted to do an alien movie so they uh, did they keep with the trauma thing, because uh, the Toxic Avenger just a- had some really shocking scenes. Did they mm-hmm. keep with that? Oh, like, yeah. It's like got the, some, it, like I said, it's got some really good, uh, like actually really good gore effects, and they're good practical effects. Oh, cool. There's a, like I said, he beheads someone. Uh, the disintegrator disintegrations he doesn't that's not too traumatizing they just people just kind of disappear it's a freeze frame yeah it's one of those on. deals yeah exactly but uh, the like the uh, the mayor who refuses to evacuate the town and and the secretary he's sleeping with uh, they get they get it they get they don't get disintegrated they they get uh, killed in a, in pretty gory uh, ways so uh, and it's yeah it's it's, it's pretty gratuitous uh, uh, and another thing that I, I I heard they did to increase the marketability uh, of the film was add this very gratuitous sex scene. Uh, it's really jarring in the Me Too age here because this sheriff, the sheriff is battling the alien with a female deputy, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he ends up hurting his leg. So she takes him back to his house <laughs> and they go to this lady deputy's house uh, in the middle of this alien attack when, uh, you know, people are running around getting attacked by this alien. And they get it on. Uh, the, the lady, uh, the, she she says something like, uh, you know, I gotta help help fix your legs, so take your pants off. You know? and, and she, yeah, pornographic movie. It, it is. It, it's like a a porno, like the lead up to a porno sex scene. And it might as well have been. I mean, I mean, it really did remind the acting kind of reminded me of that. Um, and the lady who played the female deputy was like the director's aunt's hairdresser. So. I mean, imagine trying to <laughs> convince this person to just appear, and it's it's a pretty gratuitous scene. I mean, there's a lot of nudity in it, and yeah. it's it it goes on for a while. Like, I'm watching this with in my living room. My my, the, I think I've talked about this more. My living room, one of my living room TVs faces out the window, and 
I thought maybe some people were thinking that I was watching an adult <laughs> film because I'm like, when is this going to end? You know, I mean, this is just going on and on. So uh, it, it uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine trying to convince someone to do that. And I guess they did it like the day before the scene. Um, I think she's this is her only film mm-hmm. that she ever did. Uh, I heard she's a server in a restaurant in Baltimore now. So, there you go. There you go. So I don't think it, it really helped her career a lot. Uh, there's this uh, bully guy named Drago. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know why he's in it. He, he strangles his girlfriend. The uh, the sheriff is kind of distracted by trying to uh, trying to catch him or whatever. And I, I almost forgot about him. He's he's shot by the guy who's sleeping with his girlfriend in the movie. So the night beast doesn't even get him. <laughs> I don't know why he's in the movie. I think the whole subplot could have cut, been cut out. Uh, although that uh, the guy who's sleeping with her does have a really cool dirt bike scene when he tries to rescue her. Oh, so, cool! So he's, right. he rides on this dirt bike. They have to, that going for him. Yeah, like, it, I, like I'm trying to exactly. I'm trying to put out what's going on in my head because basically the only thing is, huh? Yeah. What? Yeah, and huh? and that's really what I what I said to myself this entire movie. You know. Um, I would have really been into the laser gun fight when I was nine. It goes on. It goes on as long as the sex scene. You know, it's like there's all this laser shooting and stuff. And it's like, wow, this is a really long laser gun fight. Yeah. It, as I've gotten older, you know, maybe maybe that my maturity level was lower. So so seeing yeah. those type of scenes when I was younger, I mean, I was okay with. But like to me, it just doesn't fit anymore. You yeah. talked about. I'm I'm sorry. We keep bringing back uh, a Serbian film, but but again, it, it 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 had a purpose because it was part of the plot, right? And mm-hmm. and you know the the uh, what's the word you use the abhorrent uh, message of it and how how people can be right. It was almost an, a necessary evil in that movie. Sure. Yeah. Where, no. Where, yeah. You're right. And you're right. and you brought up the point of. You're in the middle of an alien battle. You're trying to get rid of this alien that's killing everybody. And it's like, hey, hold on a second. Exactly. I mean, you know, it wasn't, hey, I got to bandage up myself and heal myself and get better so I can take care of this. No, we got to do nope. this right now. Exactly. And you know what? It, it apparently did heal his leg because he's not limping around the rest of the movie. I don't know. I must. Maybe that was it. It had some sort of healing powers on him because. So apparently it was the right thing to do because he, he was really limping bad when he got into her bedroom and when he left. He was fine. So he was going for the sympathy. I, I guess so. I don't know what was going on there, but uh, it, it was it was kind of jarring, especially you know this then ostensibly this deputy uh, this is his her boss. You know? Oh man, it's, it raises all sorts of questions that uh, especially nowadays. Well, yeah, you know, and, not, and you shouldn't watch a twenty a movie with your twenty nineteen eyes from nineteen. But really, I mean, back then this was not appropriate behavior either, no, especially not. in the middle of an alien battle. Well, and, and, and again, <laughs> You know, it's it's like my immature brain was seeing things I've never seen before. But oh, as yeah. an adult, you're just going like, why? You don't need this right, in here. Right. No, this movie, movie would have been incredible if I was nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I if I'd found this tape or something and somehow been able to watch this when I was nine, it probably would be one of my favorite movies. Hitting under your was, bed. Absolutely. It, I mean, it, this laser fight and the gore and the nudity and the sex scene. I mean, it, it was. It is a perfect movie for you know if if you're if you're nine and watching this uh, you know secretly. But uh, I do have to say, there is something to this movie. You know, it is it is really bad, 
but is a really great bad movie. And maybe I should have saved it for our 25th episode when we're going to be doing uh, best, best worst the, movies. Because it's one of the best worst movies. I watched the entire thing. I was, you know, like made uncomfortable a few times. By it. I was like, you know, let's get on with this. Okay, I get it. Uh-huh. But but I watched the entire thing. It's definitely watchable. You, you're like, you are sitting there going, what? Why is this mayor, you know, not evacuating? Because <laughs> he wants to, you know, I don't, this makes no sense, but I'm still watching it. Right. You know, it's it's so strangely compelling. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like it's it is one of the best worst movies I've seen. It it just it's when when you talk about like when I'm talking about it here, you probably think I'm going to give it like a half a star, you know, because there's so I, much I, bad I, stuff in this that's movie. That's what I'm expecting. But as a whole, when you put it all together, it's really weirdly compelling. Like I, you have to watch it to understand what I'm talking about. You're right. going you're gonna to like this movie if you watch it, despite everything I just said about it. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it's, it's so, I, I don't know how to explain it. It, I, it just, I'll say this honestly, that mm-hmm. I'm somewhat intrigued. <laughs> I, yes. And it is, it, it's just, it's a weirdly compelling movie. Like when it's put all together, I, I, I have to say I enjoyed it. Wow. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to give it two and a half stars because it's just oddly watchable, even though everything going on on the screen is so ridiculous. You know, I think they're I think they're trying to sell it so hard that you're like, you know, they really put the effort into this yeah. and, and they really want me to watch. They really want me to like this. I have to just maybe it's like a sympathy thing. I don't know. But there's something that's like strange, like the and, and the alien is is like comically, uh, you know, it's, it's not terrible effects. Let me just the alien costume isn't bad. Like I said, it's it's kind of a cross between Admiral Akbar. You, you're gonna, I mean, it, it, it's funny. Mm-hmm. You're gonna laugh at it when you see it, oh, but yeah. but it's not terrible. <laughs> and uh, it, uh, I don't know. It's an, just an oddly compelling movie. Like I liked it. Interesting. And and, I, and, I, and I'll admit that I I, I what, will. I I'm gonna say this to the audience. You just heard the growth of Exec Pro Andrew because. <laughs> We were both so close-minded before we started this podcast, and as we were watching more and more movies or revisiting movies that we had seen when we were younger, you know, we have a thought in our mind of exactly what we think of this movie until we watch it again. Right. And then you're like, well, I see the art in that, or I see the entertainment in that. So again, you just heard the growth of exec pro Andrew. (laughs) I guess so, you know. And, and okay, so like Henry, this portrait of a serial killer. I, exactly. I did I did not like that movie when I first saw it. I don't think it was mature enough to see it. Now this movie, I would I think I would have loved when I was younger. You right. know, I would I would have thought it was one of the greatest movies. But I still like it. But you liked it for different reasons. Exactly. It's it's a silly movie. It's it's not good. It's a Z grade movie. I've heard it called. You know, and <laughs> and that's F. totally true. It's it is, and it's a trauma movie. So that I mean that says a lot. You you, you expect a certain level a certain type of movie to come from trauma and and you get it here. But. Right. Exactly. And if you're not familiar with trauma, they they're very. It's very campy, very kind of, right. um, you know, they push the limits as far as gore and stuff like right. that. And it's silly. Yeah, and absolutely. That's a lot of those movies. They're like very self-aware about that, though. They oh, know yeah. what they're doing, you know. And it was, uh, 
uh, I think they made a lot of movies in the 80s. Uh, Toxic Avenger was a very popular one. That, that they, There was one called Tromeo and Juliet I know yes, they made. it. I do and, remember that. Uh, and like I said, there, there's a lot of big stars in some. This this one doesn't happen to have any. But, <laughs> well, the one uh, lady, except for J.J. Abrams, yeah, who she, worked on that. She's a waitress in Baltimore. Yeah, now. she's a waitress in Baltimore. And J.J. <laughs> Abrams is, uh, you know, directing Star Wars these days. So I, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> that's, all, that's great. I, Night Beast uh, from 1982, 2.5 yep. out of 5. I, I'm going to tell you to check it out. you got to see this movie. I, I Again, like I said, I'm semi-intrigued. <laughs> So I saw this movie uh, from Ty West, produced by Eli Roth. Oh, interesting. Very, very low budget, very yeah. unknown movie. Of course, uh, uh, he had, uh, Ty West had that, The House of the Devil. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolute cult classic. He had mm-hmm. The Innkeepers, which wasn't too bad. I'd seen that a long time ago, but this is from 2014. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 64%. This is a found footage type mockumentary type things of okay. the events surrounding an investigative team's visit to a remote commune commune okay. led by a dangerous fanatic who have you, have you said the title iron grip have you said the title yet i think the sacrament the sacrament yeah. right okay uh yeah. iron grip on his followers uh, so okay. this movie is loosely based on one of the most horrific massacres ever the jonestown massacre from 1978 so okay. we got two journalists uh, you ever heard of the magazine vice Yes. So, so mm-hmm. this plays a part of the movie. Uh, they make a trip with their fashion photographer f- friend to find the photographer's sister who's a recovering drug addict in a remote location somewhere in Central America. I don't think they specify where it's at. It's called Eden's Parish, so almost exactly like the Jonestown Massacre. Okay. A very simple community, very little amenities, and the only way to get there is a helicopter. Uh, they decide to document their trip with little hesitation from the residents of Eden's Parish. The leader's called Father. Okay. Creepy. It's a southern guy. He's a bigger dude. He wears these mirror uh, Ray-Ban sunglasses. So it's very similar to what was documented about Jim Jones. Sure. Uh, they meet the sister who seems really healthy, almost like, and is like the right-hand man to father, like the uh, PR person. Okay. Oh, this is where we do this. This is where we do that. He's a religious nut, traveled the U.S. convincing his followers to sell the worldly possessions to help build the community. Mm. So basically, he's popular with a cult. Yeah, he became a cult leader. (laughs) Right. Uh, They decide to throw a party for the journalists. That's when they realize things aren't what they seem. Uh, They meet a mute little girl towards the beginning of the movie. Her mom's really protective of her. And during the party, comes up to the journalists, asks these guys, I need you to take her with you. Because they're only there for 24 hours just to, you know, find the sister, make sure everything's good. Because the uh, photographer got a weird kind of letter. Everything's great. You should come visit Eden's Parish. Mm Mm-hmm. But this mother comes up to the journalist and says, I need you to take her with you because things are not right here. Again, this is a really low budget movie. Slow burn. Mm-hmm. Not too slow. This Because once it kicks up, boom. Um, the next day, that's when everything starts hitting the fan. Uh, the journalists find that there's somewhat of an uprising. All these residents are starting to... Uh, the, the, this uh, area is guarded by guys with machine guns. Sure. So basically, so people can't get out. And as you know, people are getting ready to leave, the father comes out and people start getting shot. Mm-hmm. So you're starting to get this like, like sense of dread of what, what's happening here because there's an escalation. There's this buildup of everything that's going on. Father gathers everybody in this pavilion type thing, starts talking about, okay, well, since we can't do this and, and we've invited outsiders into our community, we need to make the ultimate sacrifice. And then you know the story of the Jonestown Massacre. Right. Of the punch that was poisoned. Kool-Aid, right. So they start Mm -hmm. handing out all these cups, and you're like, "Uh uh-oh. When that hits, 
it's the most unsettling thing you will ever see. They don't hold anything back. There's not a lot of violence. People get shot, right? Mm -hmm. And you see some blood and stuff like that. It's not really gratuitous. But they show these people drinking the punch, including the kids. Wow. And you see them writhing on the ground and foam coming out. And they're, they're, uh, they're in so much pain and anguish because of this poison. And yeah. it's so real. And I was like, you had talked about the Serbian film really bothered you after you watched it. Right. This movie did the same thing for me because you saw everything. Yeah. And it's so real. I mean, you're just like, man. And, and you feel like, I cannot. Wow, that really happened. This right. is this is what was documented with the Jonestown massacre. Exactly. Um, so, ninety five percent of the people are gone, with the exception of the guards. So these guards are looking for these journalists. Uh, the sister actually ends up killing her brother because who's tied in one of the offices. She injects him with this punch, and he just dies. And you watch him. Wow. Like the the slow, he's like, no, no, I don't want. And you, yeah. you see him struggling. It, this is not off camera. This is all on camera. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. These uh, guards are, are looking for these journalists. Uh, one of the journalists actually gets caught by father, who's sitting in there. Uh, the other journalist. Um, oh, I, I, I got to say that the helicopter guy gets shot. Okay. But because he's waiting for him, but um, he realizes what's going on here, so he's willing to wait for the people to come back so they can get out of there and get help. Sure. So uh, the other journalist that got away goes back into the camp. Uh, finds his friend tied up, sees father sitting there. Father goes, well, you know, we've, we paid our dues. He pulls out a revolver. They think they're going to shoot him. He shoots himself. Okay. <laughs> so, so his friend unties the other guy. Uh, they're hiding. They see a, a, a gunman coming in. One of, the, one of the other gunmen, you didn't realize, was a good guy, actually shoots the other gunman. He says, get out of here. They leave. They get on the helicopter and it's going up. And this is all found footage stuff. Wow, okay. And then it goes to black. <laughs> Interesting. And it leaves you with that. And it's just like There's no there's no title card or anything that explains what happened afterwards. Nope. Nothing, huh? And this is the, so these these journalists are actually supposed to be from Vice. They yeah. actually use the brand name. Really yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah. It was um like for me it was just God, it was disturbing. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I got to say, I'm, I'm too much of a sociopath to really be disturbed by a, a Serbian film, but I did think about it a lot. And it, it was like, I can I can believe that like, uh, you know, like it's just in your thoughts then yeah. when, when you see something so um, graphic and so realistic that it that it I, I get what you're saying. So it had that effect on you where it, it did, uh, where it where it was kind of in your head for the, for the rest of uh, well, and especially when you think about, you know, the fact that people really went through this yeah you know, that this exactly, actually did happen exactly right something like well, this happened the thing is that you talk about and we've talked about a lot that people didn't deserve it and they weren't necessarily right. brainwashed into following this guy they wanted to get away from where they were they, like sure. there was a couple of guys from from the streets right could have been new york wherever and mm -hmm. it's just like it was so rough out there i was watching my friends get killed in this they get to go out and play basketball and they grow their own food and sure. you know, they got a place to stay and they've got food and they've got this love and support of this community, which is, you know, they called it paradise. Yeah. And that's what it was to them. But they also realized that they sold their worldly possessions. They sold their homes to pay for this. Mm -hmm. They have nothing. This is yeah. all they have. Yeah. And they want to get back to reality. And, right. you know, once once they were in, they were sucked in. This father character was 
Nope, not happening. That's why he had this this you know he had these guards, these armed guards. Nobody else had weapons. Yeah, except these guys. Yeah, that would be kind of a tip off, wouldn't? It? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> why are there armed guards here? If we <laughs> and I forgot the guy's name, but man, he was effective as the as father. Huh? Just uh, a very religious yeah. type guy. And this is what we're going to do, children, my brothers and si- and it was really oh wow. Wow. Yeah, I've uh I'm looking through the cast list. His name the guy's name is Gene Jones. Yep. I haven't really seen him in anything else. I, I don't recognize him from I don't recognize any of the cast of this movie. Um but uh yeah, that's that's uh he was I can see him being a, a pretty effective uh uh cult leader like that. He does have a creepy vibe to him, so because uh, they're showing they, on IMDb here they have some pictures of him in that movie, so I could see him. Yeah, when they first effective. had that party is um mm-hmm. The sister actually convinces father to, to give an interview. And then I guess that's kind of where it, it was the party where everything started kind of going awry. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people are shy about talking on camera and stuff like yeah. that. But um, the father decides to sit, have a sit down in front of all of his congregation while they're doing this interview. And, you know, he's just, well, you know, he, he has an answer for everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, so why would you bring all these people? Well, these people wanted, wanted religious freedom, and they want this freedom to be able to live the way they want to. And then all of a sudden starts talking, uh, gets into the head of uh, one of the journalists who's married and getting ready to have his first child. And it's like, well, what would you do? You're getting ready to have your first child. Wouldn't you want your child to have the best life possible and, and not have to worry about all the evils of the world and sure it's really messing with his head but then it, it, it you know it's then the mom comes up and says oh hey take my daughter oh that was disturbing too my goodness what like happened? the mom does to the daughter okay before she gets poisoned okay cuts her daughter's throat oh wow okay that's off camera but you <laughs> okay. see her afterwards sure and then the mom gets shot by one of the guards wow how does this compare? This sounds a lot like that one segment of that. Is it VHS two, uh, where there's a, like a cult? Uh, there's like that found footage cult scene. To me, that was that? a little more Hollywood. This this okay. was just real. I, I, I okay. think it was more raw than anything else. Okay. And and we talked about doing it in the daylight, which makes it more disturbing. Yeah, right. Right. You know, because they had the party at night, and that was yeah, that was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was nothing nothing that really it, it, it got you kind of. Not nervous, but it got you like, ooh, wait. So the anxiety's starting to go up here. And all the stuff goes down during the day. Okay. Like yeah. midday. Yeah. You know, the uprising, everybody trying to get out of there. You know, there's whole altercation, but it's all throughout the day and it's there's nothing dark. Everything right. just boom right there in the now daylight. There, there, that is a very uh you have to be <laughs> it's a real art to get a horror movie to to be scary like that right. in the daytime. So and I think, yeah, and what makes it an effective horror movie, and, you know, we've talked about quite a few of these movies, Henry being one of them, is that this really happens, or right. really could happen. Right. There's mm-hmm. nothing supernatural about this. Exactly. It's just somebody so um, charming and so convincing that these people are, are willing to pack up and and go. Yeah. No, yeah. it's. Uh, I know some people that have been affected by 
cults of one type or another. And, and it is scary, like how how much these people will buy from, you know, a leader like this. You know, that's a terrifying thing. Someone with I think I don't know if you ever watched Jessica Jones on uh, on Netflix. A few episodes. Like I think that's the most terrifying villain is a guy who can bend your will and make you do whatever whatever he says. You know, exactly. I mean, that's a terrifying, terrifying villain. This really sounds very interesting. Uh you know, um, I, I'm going to have to check this out. This this sounds like a really cool movie. I gave it a three. Really? I mean, wow. it, it awesome. was a great movie. I mean, to me, it was so low budget. It didn't get a lot of love on. Uh, like yeah, that's surprising. 60, 60 it sounds like a really great movie. It was fun. I mean, it, yeah. well, not fun, but it, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was effective. Is it was. I, yeah. I, I And I never would have thought about it. But Eli Roth produced it. It had a little had a little Eli Roth feel to it because mm-hmm. like like. When father shoots himself in the face, I mean that was Some that gore. was pretty graphic. Yeah, but all the rest of it wasn't. But the showing of what was happening to these people's body when they took the poison, it was just it was hard to watch. Sure, because it was so real. But like for me, three solid movie. Check cool. it out on uh, Shutter. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to do that. All right, so we got episode number twenty two coming up. So mm-hmm. we're we're gonna try to figure out what to watch. Shutter or something. I might go check out this Night Beast. Oh, you know the other you one. You should check out. I nice started Beast, watching um, uh, Castle Freak. Oh yeah, we can talk about Castle Freak. It's one of my old favorites. I I liked this one back in the nineties. Like uh, Carlo and I watched that a few times in his basement. Like I, like I said, you want to talk about that and then yeah. uh, maybe something else off yeah, of Shutter sure. for next week. Sure. Uh, I watched this revenge movie on Shutter. It's uh, it's an interesting movie. Oh, it's is just it, called it, Revenge. Oh, is it that Shutter exclusive? Uh huh. Yep. I yep. saw it on there because yeah. I, I heard you talking about it. So yeah, that, that, that one's one pretty too. cool. Uh, you might want to check that out. Now you saw Ichi the Killer too. The, I did. That, I that might that. be something I need to watch. So uh, we'll uh, we'll have I'll to. I'll say this: is that Ichi the Killer is. It's if uh, Eli Roth had no limitations on being able to do torture <laughs> porn. That's what Itchy the Killer is. That sounds like a uh, something I need to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Check that out. I, I think we'll hit a couple of those movies next week. So uh, that was episode number 21. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next Friday.